Good day, everybody. This is E. Marcel Patu. Welcome to another edition of the original Free Kick. We're going to recap Atlanta United's 1-1 home draw against Toronto FC this past Saturday night on October 30th and all the other news and notes around Major League Soccer. As always, to follow everything that we do, head to the mothership, thesportsinquire.net premier site for news and notes in the world of sports. You can also go to our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Sports Inquire. That's all one word. If you do a search on there and you'll be able to keep track of all that we have going on. And finally, subscribe to our audio and video host, such as YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Ganker, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We got a lot of them. You go to any of those platforms and you will be able to keep track of everything that we have going on. So Atlanta was able to earn a 1-1 draw against Toronto FC, as I mentioned, on October 30th. By the way, we're recording this on November 1st. So happy November to all of you out there listening. Uh, but I say earned a 1-1 draw and it is you do earn a draw, but also it seems like this type of match and we'll get to the highlights in about a minute or so is disappointing because you did have a 1-0 lead. We're pushing for a 2 to nothing lead or to get a two-goal deficit to take take care of business and put the game away. Unable to do that, conceded the late goal. So even though you did earn a point, it seems like it was a loss in a weird way, and especially when you look at the standings. Uh, that win, those extra two points, would have been very, very useful uh, for Atlanta. Before we get to specifics, Let's hear from Atlanta United manager Gonzalo Pineda on the contest. Yeah, well, that's the point. Is how do you do to to close down the game in a better way? I think scoring goals is the best way. But when we are not able to do that because we are just not clinical, I mean, it's really hard. I told that we, today we create many, many chances, and it was an atypical day for our forwards to miss so many chances. And so. Uh, uh, not too much to say. I mean, again, we lost two points again at home uh, and very, very disappointed. And you can hear the frustration in his voice of the team that, as I mentioned, d dominated the contest. When you look at the statistics and the goals, uh, goal scoring opportunities, if you look at the expecting goals, it was close to three uh, in the contest. I think it was 2.8 or 2.9. And while, New while Toronto was less than one, and still, the game ended up one-to-one. -one. So, very disappointing uh, match for Atlanta. Atlanta was very aggressive from the start of the contest. Had 10 shots on goal in the first half, uh, nearly scoring in the second minute. When a counterattack by Atlanta found Joseph Martinez right inside the penalty area. And he had an open shot, but it went right to goalkeeper for Toronto, uh, Quentin Westberg. Uh, so, that was just a really tough uh, way, not tough way to start the contest, but it showed that Atlanta was going to have their opportunities to score goals. And Atlanta did score their lone goal of the contest in the 15th minute uh, by, on a misplay by Westberg. So it's Toronto's netminder, or Westberg, he had the ball. Uh, he, well, he received a back pass from Justin Morrow, uh, which is, uh, to be fair, it wasn't all Westberg's fault. It was a back pass that was immediately intercepted uh, by Araujo for Atlanta United. And uh, Luis was able to get the ball and really take it directly away from Westberg and had an open net and chipped the ball in. And that made the score 1-0. And that was Arujo's 
fourth goal of the season. Martinez had another scoring chance in the 20th minute when Barco found him in space at the top of the box. And once again, uh, a, a save by Westberg prevented Atlanta from getting that second goal, and it led to a corner kick. So Atlanta led 1-0 at halftime. As I mentioned, 10 shots in that first half. So the aggression was there, but were unable to score that second goal. Atlanta thought it extended this lead in the 55th minute when a nice back and forth play between Barco and Martinez in the penalty area resulted in an offside. What happened was Araujo played the ball into Barco behind the Toronto back line. Barco was able to find Martinez on the left side of the penalty area, and Martinez passed the ball right back to, to Barco, who retrieved the ball and had one of the niftier shots we've seen him take all season, and it went to the net. However, uh, he was flagged for offsides on that attempt. So that was a, a deflator for Atlanta. And Barco had several chances in the box and just was not pulling the trigger and shooting the ball up until that moment. He's very aggressive in getting the ball and pushing it down the field. And once he gets into the penalty area, though, there's hesitancy to shoot the ball. So when he shot that ball in the 55th minute that went in, the Atlanta supporters were very happy to see him be aggressive and take a shot. But it did not, it was offsides, and that was disappointing. Atlanta, once again, continued to push for that second goal, but were unable to do that. Uh, and, and Toronto ended up leveling the contest in the 88th minute. Uh, from the left side of the midfield area, Jaden Nelson delivered the ball to the back post uh, to uh, where Dom Dwyer was able to uh, retrieve the ball and pass it, back, pass it to Jordan uh, Peruza, who was unmarked in the penalty area, and he was able to receive the pass from Dwyer, put the ball into the net, and made the score one-to-one. Here is Pineda on conceding that equalizer. I think it's, it's, it's not really about that, because we had control of the game almost in 90 minutes. When you look at expected goals, I mean, it's a massive, massive difference. So we were in control most of the time. It's about playing the simplest pass, connect your passes, being aggressive when you have to be, picking the right uh, pass in the final third, the right move, and then being clinical. Because yes, at the end of the game, when you miss so many chances, the opposition is going to have some momentum there because they feel the opportunity. Uh, it's about us controlling those moments. And I felt we were doing it. It's just the case of little mistakes, little soft fouls that you know, uh, are hurting us in that part of the field. We've been very good in set pieces overall, even against bigger teams. Normally, we are doing good, and today we concede a little bit on that. Uh, but I don't feel like the players were managing wrong the end of the game. It was more about the other part of the game where we, did, we were not clinical. Yeah, and just unacceptable for Atlanta, who's trying to push their way into the playoffs and keep get a good position in the playoffs to concede a goal that late. Here is defender Miles Robinson on conceding that equalizer. Yeah, I mean, it just happens to be we've conceded so many uh, set pieces recently and over the course of the season, and uh, it's it's tough to you know tough to swallow. But um, those are the things we have to you know improve on. Um, and grow individually and as a team to, you know, get better and, you know, push forward. Yeah, so it's just a very disappointing for the team to not be able to 
get those three points. Because you look at the statistics, Atlanta outshot Toronto 19 to 11. Toronto did have more shots on target, to be fair, 8 to 4. But corner kicks, Atlanta had eight corners to Toronto's one. They led in, Atlanta led in possession with 58% of the ball. Once again, we've seen this throughout the season, passing accuracy. Atlanta completed 87% of their passes. So you look at the offense and just unable to get that second goal, very disappointing. And it's been a trend throughout the entire season. You look at the, the MLS season, Atlanta has dropped up to 13 points this season when having a lead or being tied at one point during a match. Uh, just not very good at all. Granted, you're not going to get all 13 points unless you're New England this year who are running away with the Supporters' Shield and are pushing for the most points ever in a regular season. And that's just very random by New England, but good for them. Uh, but even if you get, let's say you don't get 13 of those points, you get five or six. Atlanta goes from being a sixth place in the conference to tied for second and definitely in a secure spot to earn a home playoff match. So those points are coming back to haunt them that they are not earning in their uh, their matches uh, this season. And here is Miles Robinson on why the team continues to concede points. It's tough to say, honestly, um, but we just play game by game and it happens to be one of the you know stories of the season, which is unfortunate, but um, we all have to just look ourselves in the mirror after tonight and understand how we can get better because we have to if we're uh, trying to make a playoff run. Uh, it's, I mean, I think just as a team, we need to, you know, play together more. We need to, you know, be a unit, you know, and um, defend as a unit, attack as a unit, and um, quit give, uh, you know, quit making mistakes. Um, we have to understand in these these games, one nil, you know. We have to lock it in, and you know we can't concede, and that's happened numerous times over the course of the season where we've conceded in the last ten minutes, and it's and it's so frustrating. Um, but it's one of those things we just have to try to bounce back from because we play in three days, and um, it's over now. So, yeah, it's just not very good for Atlanta at all. Even with that doom and gloom as I am talking, if you look at the standings, they are currently in sixth place with forty-seven points. Once again, the top seven teams make the playoffs from each conference. So if you look at the Eastern Conference, Atlanta has 47 points, which is three points clear of the eighth place team, which is D.C. United. Atlanta also has a chance to move up into the top four. The top four teams earn a first round playoff match at home. At Philadelphia and Nashville each have 53 points. They're second and third. That might be tough to catch with two matches to go. But NYCFC has 50 points, and they're in fourth. And they've actually secured a playoff uh, position as well. So top four teams in the standings have secured playoff spots. So Atlanta sits at 47 points at sixth, and NYCFC is at fourth with 50 points. Fifth place is Orlando at 48 points. And Orlando, similar deal to Atlanta, were up 1-0 against Nashville at home. Uh, heading into halftime, conceded a goal in the second half. So that's a draw for Orlando. They could have put themselves in, prime, in a prime position to host a first-round match. So as it stands right now, Atlanta sits at 47 points at sixth place. Orlando is in fifth at 48 points. Fourth place, NYCFC at 50 and tied for second. So the second and third spots are occupied by Philadelphia and Nashville 
at 53 points. Atlanta has a crucial matchup against NYCFC on uh, no and New York the Red Bulls on uh, November 3rd. So that's and Red Bulls are seventh place at 46 points. So it's pretty much a must win for Atlanta if they want to put themselves in a playoff spot. Here is Gonzalo Pineda on the playoff pressure and how it is affecting the team. Pressure that we have all the time. We are in Atlanta United and the pressure is normal. So that's not an issue for us or something that concerns me. It's about how we can recover for, from this uh, game mentally and physically because there are going to be four games in a row at the end of the day and we need to be ready to go. But I don't, I don't, I don't feel any different pressure than the same pressure as we always have being in a big club with the big demands that Atlanta United has. Yeah, and lastly, we'll hear from Miles Robinson on the pressure of the postseason push from a player's perspective. Uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely have to understand there's pressure. Uh, but I think, in reality, all our players play play better under pressure. Uh, understanding, you know, the stakes of the game, I think guys will step up. Um, and, yeah, we've got two massive games, and it's just about, you know, how we, how we can bounce back and, uh, you know, win on the road. Yeah, so it's very important that Atlanta gets those three points against the Red Bulls. Having they have to travel to New Jersey, to Harrison, New Jersey, to face uh, the Red Bulls and get that uh, three goals so they can put themselves in a secure spot in the postseason. And we'll have a preview of that contest tomorrow on November 2nd before the matchup on November 3rd. Thanks for listening to today's show. We greatly appreciate it. As always, go to the sportsinquire.net premier site for news and notes in the world of sports. You can also head to our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Sports Inquirer. And then finally, subscribe to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts under the Sports Inquirer. Until next time, good fight, good night, and be safe.